I've got about 10 seconds to tell you about how you can get two-for-one tickets for top draw comedy nights near you thanks to our friends at the TV channel Dave at absoluteradio.co.uk. Also, I've got to tell you about how you can win a five-night trip to the New York Comedy Festival while you're there, too. But I've run out of time. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Nick Clegg and his tycoon tax. Oh, if there's one thing I don't like, it's millionaireism. This is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I'm with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. Yes, the the old gang are gathered together once more. Reunited. Just like in you know, those films when people tear up a £10 note and say, let's meet in 5, 50, 20 years' time and we mm. put, these, put the pieces mm-hmm. of this together and, uh, and we'll talk about what's happened to us. That's why I'm here. It's all about the £10 note that we ripped up. <laughs> Ex- exactly. Yeah, I, knew, I knew we'd get you back <laughs> to get those pieces together. So, um, yes, it's all lovely, and um, what else? Well, before we do anything, Frank, I'd like to kick off with some cab driver news. I'm liking the alliteration. Yes. Um, I had a cab driver recently who posed me an interesting question. OK. We were chatting. I told him I worked with you. I wasn't boasting, uh, I no, should say. Yes, were, he was dropping me Wang. in this area. You were the one that was work. dropping. <laughs> <laughs> he was dropping off, you were dropping that. Carry on. And he said, he said, oh... What's that Frank Skinner like, then? Is he worth meeting? (laughs) Is he worth meeting? (laughs) I like that you were... I sensed you were going to do the accent, then you didn't. You stopped yourself. Is he worth meeting? Are any of us worth meeting, if you ask yourself that? I'd like people to text in, is Frank Skinner worth meeting? (laughs) This is M-double-E, isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah, am I worth meeting? I sometimes wonder. Sometimes I meet people and think, "Did did I do enough? Really? Did I give them enough? Did I give them a little memory? Give them a show. Did I give them an anecdote? <laughs> no, I don't know if I did. <laughs> a, a comedian once said to me, he said, they're happy with just a second sentence. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Any, any second sentence. Any second sentence will do. Um, so, um, I've, uh, I've been out on the town, actually. Oh. So somebody met me. Oh. Yeah, I went out with a friend and we, we dined there. We went to a restaurant, a posh restaurant. Oh, lovely. But with uh, an emphasis on uh, sausage. Oh. Which you often often don't get in a posh restaurant. I see it more as a, you no. know, something you might get in Ed's diner. A bit more butcher's dog. Oh, what? is it yes. posh sausages, though? Is it like veal and venison and all that? Well, they nonsense. were all named after... Um, they were all German sausages, and they were all named after towns in, uh, in Germany and towns and cities. In fact, there was a... I think... I, yeah, I think it's all right to repeat this. There was there was one called the Nuremberger, and I said, oh, is, "Is that just following the side orders?" <laughs> <laughs> Which I was very pleased with. Those of you who don't get that joke, I suggest you tune into Magic. <laughs> um, uh, but um, the next day, about this, this is terrible. I'm a professional comedian. I should be over this kind of thing. So I did the uh, just following side orders gag. It went down well. I was pleased with it. Mm-hmm. I woke up the next morning and I thought, Nuremberger sausage, would just following hors d'oeuvres have been mm. better? <laughs> would that have been better? It's the comedian's curse, isn't it? Yeah, always, exactly. Always got the thought on the stairs where you think you could have improved it. Yeah. And I thought, well, I can always retell it on the radio and do both. <laughs> <Okay>. Yeah. <laughs> 
then I thought, no, no, I thought that would be arrogant in the extreme. But then I thought, well, it's a German sausage, that would be fine. It all fits in. <laughs> so anyway, we got the sausages, me and my friend. And, uh, Was it just sausages? No, it came... You know the way German sausages come with things like sauerkraut? Oh, oh yeah. Nice. And, um, and kartoffeln salat. Oh. Yeah. You can't apologise enough. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, there was kartoffeln salad galore. What is that? Is kartoffeln that like salad galore was one of the less popular James Bond women. <laughs> <laughs> kartoffeln salad is, I keep, every time I say it's like, it's potato salad. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. so anyway, we had all this. And my friend didn't eat the sausages. She had like half a one, wasn't keen. Oh, dear. And she then, went to the wrong restaurant. Yeah, yeah. and then said to me, Completely unironically, I've, it, it was a bit too sausagey. <laughs> now I saw that coming. You see, yeah. I, I'm no, I'm no psychic, but I thought I bet these sausages will be a bit sausagey. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, we were in there, and it was all uh, all lovely. I was having a smashing night, and uh, she said to me, um, "That that man doesn't look very well." And we looked across, and there was a man with his head on the table, a bit like that. Have you seen that breakfast news picture this week? Oh, yes. They're showing a little bit of VT, and one of the presenters is just lying with his face on the desk. (laughs) He was copying some Zeds. Yes, that's what he was doing. (laughs) Yes. We uh, we used to do that at... uh, When I first started school, infant school, Mm -hmm. Moat Farm Infants in Albury, West Midlands, they used to say about two o'clock in the afternoon, they'd say, look, we're going to have a little nap now, and you just put your arms on your desk, (laughs) put your head on. Brilliant. and um, I used to just go off. Really? Go Properly? Off. Yeah, 10 or 15 minutes just to wake nap. up. Yeah. I was well, very progressive of them, really. We, we didn't know what power napping was. But some of the kids said to me they just used to look around, like slyly look around. and <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, I don't like the sound of them. They no, I don't, the opportunity I don't like that. people looking at me when I'm sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just wake up and there's a boy staring at me. That's exactly. weird, isn't it? Yeah. And there was three compasses sticking in my left thigh. <laughs> <laughs> None of which had woken me. <laughs> Um, and they weren't properly cleaned. And they're always very adjacent to lead dust, let's face mm. it. Because mm-hmm. the pencil is only, well, it's only the length of a compass away. Yeah. No, I, I don't get me started on protractors. No. Um, <laughs> meanwhile, no. back in the sausage restaurant. Yes, yeah, so this man, it, well, I felt really sorry for him. I've, obviously, I feel sorry for anyone who's poorly, but this bloke, you don't want to be poorly in the middle of a, of a big, busy restaurant because everybody basically stopped talking and he just became... It was like theatre in the round. Oh, right. He was, like, in the middle table and everyone just sat and watched this bloke being ill. And was he was... He coughing or just... No, he was just wh- white. He went white and he was he was just... He looked awful. Mm. Anyway, then a, um, a medic turned up. I mean... My first thought was to call a waiter and say, what, what did that bloke eat? <laughs> Which sausage <laughs> did that bloke eat? Because yeah. that's your first thought, you know. But then uh, a medic turned up in... Uh, well, I don't know about you, but do you think Hy-Vis is sort of up in the ante a bit? high vis seems to be higher than it used to be. Right, yeah, yeah, because you headache now. It, it's so high. This guy had got... It was all in bright yellow, which for me is high-vis, but then he had those, like, silver luminous bands all over it. Oh, the panels. Yeah. Oh. He was like a solar storm. Had he just got off a motorbike? Was he one of those medics? No, he'd just gone out of an ambulance. Don't oh. make excuses for him, Alan. I was asking. Yeah, so... Which, yeah, so... Uh, they said the place had got a nice ambulance. But he said to them, <laughs> maybe I misheard them. <laughs> yeah, so th- there was an ambulance. They came in with a wheelchair. I mean, it, I, it completely ruined my, my coffee and cheese board. 
Really? Yeah. Anyway, the people who were with this man, um, there was four people. His, his wife stroke girlfriend uh, mm. went off with him, stroke PA, mm. went off with him. <laughs> <laughs> the two people left behind, um, I mean, I hope no one's listening from the party, but they just, they just sat chatting and laughing like nothing had happened after the poor man had gone off in a... Well, if they knew he was in safe hands, it's not Black Hawk Down, is it, where no man gets left behind? <laughs> no, if, some, if that happened to Frank... <laughs> is that I, what happens on Black Hawk Down? <laughs> I might go there. <laughs> if that happened to you, Frank, Alan and I, I, would, I, I wouldn't stay for the brandies. I might have a coffee. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I thought everyone in the, in the restaurant were looking at these people thinking, oh, you're enjoying yourself a bit too much, mm. yeah, because your friend's just mm. gone off in an ambulance. Where's the concern? Yeah. I don't mind a bit of a laugh, but let's see some sadness in your faces. Yeah, why have you got three after-eights in your mouth at once? Your friend's just been put into an ambulance, that, that sort of thing. Yeah, I think they were um, after-act, <laughs> they were called, <laughs> in there. Absolute, absolute, absolute Radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. What else? Well, <clears throat> you're not the only one with restaurant-based tales, Frank Skinner. I've been dining out this week. Uh, <laughs> you've both been dining out. It, it sounds <laughs> like you've been telling lots of stories. That's <laughs> yeah. like. the say, I love it when people say, I've been dining out on that story ever since. <laughs> Have you? How does that work? <laughs> mm. Right, who told the best anecdotes? Right, you don't have to... Pa- no, no, really, I'll... Pa- no, 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 you told the best anecdotes. We'll split it three ways. You're fine. <laughs> That's never, ever happened to me. Oh. And I've always told the best anecdote. <laughs> <laughs> Even if you say so yourself. I have never, ever <laughs> dined out on a story. You see, I like it when someone's getting the bill and the other person goes, they say, oh, let me get this. And they say, OK, well, the next one's on me. Yeah, I do you do that? I do that, yeah. oh, before God. you Before you continue this. <laughs> Come on, what were you going to say? And then they don't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm happy to do it, but I always, the next time I see them, I always say, who, I can't remember who paid last time. Just, I just have a one shot. Oh, God, one you have shot. done that to me as well. <laughs> I have one shot at it. Well, I had what I call a CCSO. Oh, I They're hate, back. I hate that. Do you know what it even is? No. It's a credit card standoff. And you get them in work lunches. So normally with friends, obviously everyone's on their best behaviour and doing the whole charade we've just discussed. Mm. But in a work lunch... You you go for it if you're with friends, is that what you mean? Exactly. But in in a work lunch, it's it's a bit more hostile, I find. So what happens is the bill comes and it's on that little saucer. It's always on the little saucer. Yeah, I don't like the saucer. The saucer is saying, we don't want this back empty, you know that, don't you? (laughs) Yeah. And I had with this girl, it came on the saucer... She didn't reach for it. Well, oh. I wasn't going to reach for it. Was it just two of you? Yes. Oh, dear. So Doesn't we sat that mean there. that you've blurred the line between work colleagues and friends if there's only two of you? Surely you've, you've had lunch together. Or was it a work lunch? It was a work lunch, darling. That's what we do in business. I don't uh, understand who, the business community. How do you decide who pays for a work well, lunch? Well, this is the trouble you don't say at the beginning. Oh. And you've got to... So, so I thought, because she gestured for the bill, mm. in quite a dramatic fashion, I thought... I felt the onus was on her. She's She'd said, it. "Waiter, check, please, or whatever." Oh, She's that. put a name on it like a defender. Yeah. mine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> mine, mine, mine. Yeah, exactly. If you get, if you do that, or a cricketer, and you do that, and then you don't catch it. You've dropped it. Absolutely. 
Well, that's what I felt. Good point. Not according to her. So we waited. Frank, that 10-minute oh, period dear. with See, that bill on the saucer, that was the longest 10 minutes of my life. It was oh, absolutely hideous. You didn't go 10 minutes with it. It was about 10 minutes. Just with the clock on about the three minutes, like a metronome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not tense at all, is it? About three or four minutes in, I suggest scissors, paper, stone. <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I can't go 10 minutes of that kind of angst. No. Well, do you know what, Frank? I was cool as a cucumber. Mm. I broke her. Did you? I you broke her. Really? She said suddenly, she d- she did it angrily. She got the card up, she went, I'll get this, shall I? And <laughs> threw it down. She threw it on the saucer. Yeah, but the trouble is, what, are you, are you going to need to have other meetings with this person? No, the relationship is over for good now. Oh, well, fair, fair enough. enough. Yeah. I can't fair go enough. back there. Zing. Well, you won. Congratulations. <laughs> I think, I feel we should celebrate in some way. <laughs> I'm, I'm elated. Go out for dinner. <laughs> yeah, not with Emily, obviously. <laughs> Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. We've uh, we've had a few texts in. Uh, Good. We were discussing sausages earlier. Uh, someone's texted. <laughs> were we? It <laughs> is a breakfast show. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, was the Nuremberg sausage a product that the restaurant were just trialling? I uh, I'm I'm with you. I um, refuse uh, to recognise it personally. Uh, <laughs> and also, Emily's taxi driver asked if you were worth meeting. One four three has texted in. Frank is well worth meeting. Top bloke. Oliver Young, Blue Heaven. Was he in Blue Heaven? Oliver Young, is that Blue Heaven. Oh. Did you write Blue Heaven? I did. Yeah. Well, maybe he was in. And he starred in it. Or maybe that's when he met you. Yeah. Well, well worth Oliver. meeting. Top bloke. That's, Great. That's you. Top bloke. That's the name of my new shop that I'm opening. Top bloke. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think top man is a bit too hoity toity. <laughs> top bloke. Get a nice England shirt. Did you just do a version of my accent now when you said bloke? Oh dear. It's not hard delib- not to, to be fair. Not deliberately. <laughs> don't get, don't get uh, sniffy about it. Frank, can we talk about teapots? <laughs> Oh, all right, then. <laughs> what a I know. You start. <laughs> That's quite Antiques Roadshow of us. No, but then, I love did you the read... Antiques Roadshow. Yes, yeah. I thought you would. I genuinely like it. I knew you would. I find it quite comforting. Yes, I knew that too. I know what you mean. Mm-hmm. Well, I, li- because... I loathe it. That's because... <laughs> Absolutely loathe it. Uh, that's because our agent also represents Fiona Bruce, oh, the presenter, course, yeah. so we feel strangely at home, oh, like, the sta- like the stable mate. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, well, but apparently no one likes she teapots wears some anymore. Very, uh, almost like knitted tops. I watched her on the news. Who FB? Yeah, she um, she's often in the sort of um, middle-aged man's crumpet lists. Mm-hmm. Um, Fiona right. Bruce, and she seems like a very nice. I've never met her, I don't think. Mm. And uh, that I don't think is she worth meeting. That's <laughs> 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 a good. Well, but she had the thing on last night. It was like. Um, it was quite, it's the sort of thing you might throw over a horse in cold weather. <laughs> and, was it a bit uh, Jenny Murray? Um, it was. It was. It was quite um, not knitted exactly, but it, it looked r- rough, like a rough fabric she was wearing. Oh, anyway, linen perhaps. Sure. I'll have to investigate. I don't think it was linen. I think it looked coarse. Hessian would be my right. guess. <laughs> Hessian blanket. Yeah. He was. Uh, he didn't make the uh, Nuremberg trials, of course. <laughs> Rudolf, <laughs> Rudolf Hessian. <laughs> He'd already parachuted into Scotland. Anyway. Anyway, teapots. Back to teapots. Teapots. No, no one's buying teapots anymore. I have, oh, yes, I heard about that. Well, I have a good stat for you here, boys. Oh, I love a stat. I love, sales, a, I love a teapot stat, in particular. Yeah. Sales have plummeted. Uh. 
by nearly 40% in the last five years of teapots. God. Mm. That's quite... 40% in five years. You see, I'd have thought the teapot thing had been going on a bit longer than that. Because when, mm-hmm. I, when I was a child, I, everyone who had tea had teapots. Mm-hmm. But then I, I was a child before the invention of the tea bag. Really? I remember tea bags coming out. Oh, I think you told me this yes. before. Oh, that's amazing. Now tea's in a bag. That was wow. the that was the slogan. <laughs> but anyway, um I haven't used a tea I I've never used one, do you? No, I can't bear them. Oh. I tell you why you I know what you're gonna book. say. You can't clean the spout properly. There's always a sense of filth <laughs> no, filth in the spout. I'm not bothered by that filth in the filth spout. Filth in the spout What the more did you know? Is what, that what that does? song's called? Filth in the Spell? No, there's no song called that. <laughs> okay. Frank, what does bother me is the last cup of tea in the teapot. I know it's coming, too and strong. I know it's going to be grim. It's dark, it's tanniny, it's horrible. It's too strong, that last tea. Well, you don't have to drink the whole pot. Well, I do when Al Murray's here and insists on his rider that he has to have a teapot. Does he standing really? in for Frank. Yes, yes. In case you don't know, a rider is a bit that you put on your contract with yeah. extra demands. I mm. once saw the Kinks rider when I was on the road. And their extra demands included oxygen. <laughs> <laughs> it's a time when you say, are we, are we a bit too old to tour? That's what you've got to ask yourself when oxygen is on the right. Oh, they party hard, those boys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're going to need some oxygen. This is going to be one of our legendary nights. To be fair, nights. <laughs> this, this gig was on Jupiter. <laughs> Just to put this in, in context. No, Al insists on it, Frank. He said, what did he say, Daisy? He said something like... Um, oh, she's keeping... Did strong. he say, my <laughs> pot, my rules? Did he say that? Did he say that? No. No. Okay. Well, I, I, having read this, I feel now I should kind of do my bit for the uh, for the teapot. I'm thinking I might get one now. So I'd hate to see them disappear. Mm. What about those ones that look like little cottages? And- oh, yeah. Where does the cockerel stand on the teapot? We've got one. Just just <laughs> above the handle, yeah. I think. <laughs> Our, ours does. We've got a massive one, yeah. <laughs> I stand on it all the time. Uh, no, we um, we have a teapot, but I, again, I've sort of stopped using it for some reason. Mm. And we've got a tea cosy, but mm. it's, not a, it's not knitwear anymore. It's like a firm, space-age plastic thing. Really? Yeah. And it's almost as though the teapot has agreed with you that knitwear loses its shape and it's only huh? good for one wear. And so it's gone for... And also, I also used to find with the... Uh, I don't know what the ones we had. You know, mm. you get the tea cosy. We didn't have the full one. We'd have the one with a hole for a handle and hole for spout, you know? That. Yeah. And they get a bit uh, singed around those two um, holes. Yeah. It's stained as well. Yeah. We didn't go for the full one. We went for the sort of... the tank top. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute radio. Absolute radio. So I um I'm I'm fascinated now by this uh tea tea bag in cup versus teapot thing. Because mm. because one thing that is the whole idea of loose tea. Mm. You know loose tea. I love the idea of loose. <laughs> loose in what respect? Free liberated from the bag, is that what we're saying? As opposed to loose. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Loose tea. What does loose mean exactly? Well, I've oh, got my no own views on that. <laughs> no, loose. I think of it as a little bit sleazy. I yeah, think sleazy, of it. Yeah, yeah. But um, what's what's the word when um, like the French people used to be very uh, immoral? Yeah, what's that <laughs> word? Uh, you know, sort of. Oh God, 
Forget it. Okay. Luge. Stick with Luge. <laughs> 371 has texted in, we also have a blue knitwear cosy with hull for handle and spout. So it's good to know that, isn't it? That they've got a knitwear tea cosy. But who knitted that? I wonder. Yeah. They was it bought? Furnished us with was that it bought? Knitted or did somebody? Is there someone somewhere who knits tea cosies? Mm. Is it in those pale blue Man City colours? Because I rather like those. Oh dear. We've had another one. Two seven five. Come on, you baggies. Is that, <laughs> Which is that, I rather like. Is, that a, a, is that a tea bag? Yes, celebration? I think it That's is. Very, very oh, is excellent. It? I hadn't got that. I just assumed that was a football text. I did you? I thought it was tea bags. I doubt it because we're not playing today, so probably, probably is a tea bag it's thing. Football. It's non-football, right? I used to used to be a lot of tension in our house when the tea. My dad used to shout oh, up and down, up, up, up and. Up and down! <laughs> up and down! Uh, because when you pour the teapot, if you pour it straight out, uh, right, just out, it's still a bit weak. But if you pour it and then go back and then pour and then oh, pour, right, then yeah. the tea sort of c- circulates and it gets a bit stronger. But, oh, God. Up and down to switch up and, it up and, up and down! <laughs> oh, God. I'm so anxious. That's what that put me off. My mum, I remember saying that if she could have any item in the world her dream thing would be a see-through teapot <laughs> and she oh, said yeah. yeah she said the idea she always used to go on about it sort of uh, i think she liked the idea of sort of being behind the scenes in the, the tea making <laughs> world and she used to say you know wouldn't it be great to just watch the tea steadily getting strong you'd know exactly um when it was strong enough yeah and you'd be able to watch the I wonder if you could use like you know those you can get them like filter now. like they use for filter coffee you know the the jug that you get on a I filter think, coffee you can get those for tea I think you can get them yeah I think you can get them now a teapot yeah. with a little window in it that'd be nice wouldn't it just so she you can see what hue it's at I think she once said to me imagine watching the tea bag swirling like starlings she said to me <laughs> yeah. <laughs> People had smaller dreams in those days. <laughs> <laughs> Nowadays, with the rise of Britain's Got Talent and the X Factor, yeah. people want to be major, you know, millionaire stars. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> then- Frank, I've been told off. An- a man called Frank, he's another Frank, he says, Hi, Frank, so you're making another guest appearance on The Emily Show. Oh. 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 <laughs> um, yeah, I like it this way. <laughs> I think Emily's brilliant, so I'm happy. <laughs> so shot, shot your face. <laughs> <laughs> Frank, that's my advice. Um, well, oh thanks for sticking up for me, Frank, but on this occasion, you're ill-advised. I'll <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, tell you what, we used to... Did you used to have this? When, when the teapot arrived at the table, it, obviously it's very hot, so what mm. did you put it on? Oh, a oh. skillet. Did you have a little... Uh, like a metal? Yeah, like yeah, that's a... Oh, did had, you? We had, it looked like it's... has looked like it's been made by Isambard Kingdom <laughs> Brunel. It was like a little, oh, heavy, really heavy metal stand <laughs> used to be on the table. Great. And it used to go on that. Yeah. See, that's all gone now. You can yeah. get them made, like, sometimes they're different shapes. Like sometimes a... they have, like, an internal tile in the middle of it with a picture <laughs> oh, yes, of a I've teapot. Oh, yes, I've seen that. With a picture of a teapot, <laughs> so no one could be confused. Frank, that sounds very past times. I bet you could get that there. Oh, yeah. It's your favourite... Close, close now, I'm afraid oh, past times. I'm afraid past times is past times. <laughs> yes. As are Wittard's, the tea shop. Is it? I think. I think. Now, you see... 
That kind of thing, is gonna, it, that's going to cause a share rush. <laughs> That'll be a self-fulfilling pro- prophecy, because people so. now with shares in Wittards listening <laughs> to this will think, oh, I knew those Stephen Fry adverts would bring the company to its knees. <laughs> Actually, that was Twinings, wasn't it? Yeah. But they did it just by association. Well, you've just brought Twinings down as well. Oh, no, oh God. <laughs> it's so terrible, the recession. You can't name any company. If only all the brokers it. didn't listen to Saturday morning radio to take their tips. I know. It's, I feel now we've caused trouble. If you've got a, any a good um, teapot anecdotes... <laughs> That take up 140 <laughs> characters or fewer. Yeah, yeah do, do text us on, uh, on 8, 12, 15. We'd love to hear them. And also, I, I hear Capital Radio is on its knees. <laughs> this is Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Frank, we're discussing teapots on Absolute Radio this morning. <laughs> that sounds on like a Absolute part of an Radio. <laughs> the teapot advert. We really are. Yeah, it's teapot week on the breakfast show. <laughs> <laughs> and we've had lots of texts in on H twelve fifteen. Andrew says, I have a Dalek teapot. My wife hates it and we've never used it. The tea comes out of its gun. Oh brilliant. <laughs> nice a- nice action. So yeah, I like so the idea of novelty teapot. It could have come out the soccer because if you'd put um if you'd put little holes around the soccer mm. Uh-huh. Then it would come out like a watering can. Oh yeah, that'd be brilliant. But what, what, what are they holding it by? Because there's nothing on the back of a Dalek. No, that you must have all me. thought that. <laughs> if there'd been a, if there'd been a handle on the back of a Dalek, Doctor, <laughs> it would have had them in, in no problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He'd have just been running along with about six of them, like a man with a lot of luggage. <laughs> Put me down. <laughs> be great if they uh, a speaking teapot, wouldn't it? Up and down. <laughs> up and down. Up and down. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yes, there's that. That's, uh, now, what was the skillet debate? Well, uh, according to the cockerel, mm-hmm. he says that that... I think according to the cockerel could be a great Radio 4 show. <laughs> I'm working on it, yeah. even as we speak. I think you should. <laughs> um, that piece of architecture you were talking about, which holds the teapot on the table... The Isambard Kingdom Brunel yes. teapot. The cockerel stand. says there's a name for that, and it is I'm, cockerel. I'm sure it's called a skillet. Uh, but you use one in the kitchen as well, don't you? It's like a... Skillet. It's I, I know like the word. It's almost like a raw iron placemat. I'm or, sure you're familiar with shortening bread, are you? The song. Shortening bread. Mama a little baby lad. Can, can you do the voice? Oh, yeah. Hold it. <laughs> can you do the voice? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. No answer. Let's risk it. Mama, little baby, like shortening, shortening. Then there's a bit that goes, bring out the skillet, bring out the lead. Mama's going to make a little shortening bread. Well, now, why is she going to bring out the teapot stand <laughs> no, no, to make shortening bread, whatever shortening bread is? I think skillet is a catch-all term for a thing that you put hot stuff onto. So you would put, like, a hot pan on a skillet. Okay. So You're going lazy your Susan top. now. No, 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 that's a different thing. We've just had another text in with a picture of somebody. People are se- sending pictures of their tea cozies. We've been inundated, Frank. It's like Blue Peter here. <laughs> I don't think there are enough um, photo text-ins on radio. I've always said that. Frank, I bought a teapot in Cambodia. Pol Pot. Oh, dear. <laughs> Should have read the end of that before we met, shouldn't I? That's good, isn't it? Pol Pot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Unless you right. really think about it. <laughs> well, yeah, but you don't want to think about it too long. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, I... I, I, t- well, I think I... it's called a skillet, so there. OK, well, Sandy Warren was gesturing to me some skillet mimes, but I couldn't quite work oh, them oh, out. Oh, was she? Yeah, I know yeah. she... <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, she she's is. suggesting it's a frying pan with her mime. Oh, yeah. Oh dear. Don't you think, you listeners, that Sandy Waroni does the news? She, um, <laughs> she's a source of information, a uh, big time for us. Definite reference points. What I would like to know is, don't you get a tea bag that's got the string and then the cardboard uh, branding yes. square? That's mm. what I call it. <laughs> yeah, the, car- <laughs> the cardboard branding square, which for some reason has often got the corners taken off it. Yeah. Do you know they take the corners off that you think we better watch? Gone yeah, that could be one of the children could get, lose an eye <laughs> on that uh, cardboard branding square on the TV. Is the idea that we're supposed to use that string and the cardboard branding square to tether the tea bag to the handle of the mug? Oh, oh I don't like people that do that. I, I've seen it done. I've seen it done. Yeah. But I'm not a fan. Aren't there also some tea bags where you can pull on that string and it. It sort of squishes oh, it the tea bag. It, it tightens. It squishes it off. There is. I've seen that. They're, they're um, very elaborately... Um, it's like a Japanese bondage movie. <laughs> the, the string... Pardon? <laughs> oh, no, apparently I can't. I can't say that. Absolute. Absolute, Absolute Radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Now... Can I just say... <laughs> you are in disgrace. <laughs> Can I just say to our wonderful listenership, stop texting us <laughs> saying that it's a trivet, not a skillet. We know now. Uh, don't I mean, wait, don't weigh this. This is you. Oh, well, we've just had quite a few more in, as you said that. In fact, we've never had this many texts or emails. It turns out if you really want to hear from people, get something wrong on it. <laughs> oh, you did brilliantly there. I told you, I, I, Sandy Wars mime was, was a frying pan. I'm, yeah. uh, I'm anyway. quite pleased by someone saying, uh, Frank, a skillet is a frying pan. The word you are looking for is trivet. I like the fact that they've given you this. It's me. <laughs> I hope that yes. they're listening and giving me the credit for your jokes whilst giving you the credit for my this mistakes. That'd be great. <laughs> if you'd have seen Sandy Wars mime, it looked like, uh, <laughs> looked like Pancake Day in the recession. Somebody having to mime <laughs> frying pan work. She could have been good on Give Us a Clue. Yes, the cockerel said that the oh. stand for a teapot is called a, a skillet. As in, bring out the skillet, bring out the lid. Um, but no, what's it called? It's a trivet. It's a trivet. And as Warren quite rightly points out, a skillet is a frying pan with ridges in its base. Mm. Well, in a way, we all are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, wouldn't it be, uh, I'm going to bring out a website selling these items at second hand called Trivet Pursuit. Nice. <laughs> in which um, I do, I get Victorian ones and I get my mum's iron out. It's oh. another thing, my mum used to, uh, she had a metal iron, like, it was iron. Oh, it right. actually was iron. It the was iron. Placed, was it placed on the fire? Or she, then on she the... put it on the on the gas ring on the cooker. Wow! And heat it up, and then iron with it. You really Frank. are from the past. I am you? from the past. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt, yeah. guys. We've had some updates on the Dalek teapot. Great news! <laughs> this is from Andrew. Can it go upstairs? <laughs> <laughs> Andrew says we've just had a look at the Dalek teapot. It's very dusty. The tea comes out of both the gun and the plunger. Oh, t- what? T- two-pronged attack? There is a big handle on the back with exterminate written on the back. Oh, I see what they've done. The wife would throw it away, but it's worth over a £1,000. Really? What? Yes, that's what Andrew says. Worth over a £1,000? Apparently so. That's, wow. Wow. That my uh, that's <laughs> I don't brilliant. Think, I don't think any factors stop this show. No. <laughs> I'm just thinking how much is my Cyberman lemon squeezer worth? Absolute, absolute, 
You can text us on 81215, by the way. Here's the other nod. You can text us on 81215, but... Oh! It was less, not at all professional. Do you want me to take it over? <coughs> Sounds, oh, it's all gone a bit. Um, 81215. Homeless, homeless shouting. <laughs> if you want to text us about anything. You're you going to start score. fighting us and then hugging us. Let us know if you um, use a cup Frank. or a teapot. Still interested. Don't want to I know want about to read my text. Do, okay. do. This is uh, 516, Ruby. I have a tea shop that sells only loose tea. It's not too sleazy. Not loose tea, no. No, <laughs> loose. She says it's not too sleazy. No. But we get Dickie Bird in every Wednesday for a bit of green tea. Umpire Harold Bird? We keep the Dapsang Sushong under the counter for the more discerning chap. Mm. Mm, he really comes good. in for green tea. <laughs> yes. You see, if anyone eat in the world drank Yorkshire tea you think it'd be umpire <laughs> yeah, Harold Burke would, wouldn't you <laughs> I can't see him as a green tea man oh he loves the loose tea shop yeah there you go I love umpire Harold Bird. he was the man who uh, you may recall I had a book of celebrities recommending books to read if you ever read one book in your life what it should be oh yeah and umpire Harold Bird recommended the autobiography of umpire Harold Bird. <laughs> 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 oh, I loved it so, Frank, have you been enjoying Prince Harry in Jamaica? No. Oh, dear. Oh, my <laughs> no, goodness. No, I think he went of his own accord. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't, of course. He's having a little bit of a... he didn't go on his own. I'm calling expenses. it a gap year, Frank. It's a bit yes. of a gap year, isn't it? No, he's it? in the army, isn't he? He's in the army in the way that people in the royal family are in the army. In know. the way that status quo are in the army. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I'd say status quo are more in the army. <laughs> I don't know. I, I sort of think that um, isn't Prince Harry in the army the way that I'm like an honorary member of the Laurel and Hardy fan club? Right. Okay. Isn't he? Mm. I don't know. I could be wrong. But anyway, he's uh, he's found some time off to go to the West mm. Indies. He's immersing himself in the culture. He is doing that, and I've always found this very troubling. I've been to the West Indies, and there is an obligation for white people to dance. <laughs> right. <laughs> Like, th- like you think I better join in, or they'll think I'm, you know, disapproving. Is there an obligation to drink rum and quote Bob Marley, which is there is. also what you There thinking. actually is. Oh, God, I can't think of anywhere I'd rather go less than Jamaica based on this evidence. Well, I that's really it. In truth, want... apparently, I mean, I have West Indian friends, and they tell me that the West Indians are a very formal, straight-laced and bookish society. Right. They only do this for stupid white people. <laughs> oh, really? oh, good. I'm to drop it then. I think, oh, no, we've got to do the... Uh, I need to do the voice. I need to do the voice. I thought better of it. We've got to... Well, we've got to do the stupid dancing to Bob Marley again. Some some tourists have turned up. <laughs> I, was in, I was enjoying our extremely formal tea we were having. <laughs> Dickie Bows. Yeah, pot. so he's he's out there doing doing that thing. He wore blue suede shoes. They were blue oh, desert boots. You see, posh people do like a pop of colour, I find. They love that. There's always a cravat or a red trouser. Red trousers. Oh, they love red trousers. Yes, they love a bit of... They love that. Yeah, but what he's thought here is we're going to be dancing, so I'll wear blue suede shoes like rock and roll. He's, he's <laughs> got it wronger than anyone's ever got anything in his whole life. But I think... 
having a close look, and I'm not one to advertise, but I, they look like clerks to me. I don't think they were. I think they were clerks. Do you? Yeah, we we know, don't we, from our inside mm. information that well, clerks use basically currency in the West Indies. Oh. Hence the song. Everybody help me out, so me get me clocks. Everybody help me out, so me get me clocks. Dum di me dum dum, so me get me clocks. You can do the voice if you're doing the song. Sorry, can I just oh, establish oh. that was Frank's insider information he just talked about? Oh, what? Yes. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, yes, it's. Uh, yeah, so, so I think he's. Someone said to him, as the ultimate gift, really, they've given him some uh, blue clocks. Mm. No. He can't have worn them in a. Oh, Elvis, he had blue suede shoes and he's a bit like Bob Marley. He kind of thought that, can he? No. I think a posh friend said to him, those look great, man, absolutely wicked. <laughs> they look so good with chinos. <laughs> I think that's exactly what happened. Oh. I think that's totally what happened. Oh, and no. surely, if he's going to a hot country, pop some flip-flops in the bag. Yes. Like, wear some flip-flops, it's exactly. sunny weather. I don't think you're allowed to wear flip-flops if you're, uh, if you're a member Did of the he? royal family. Or Birkenstocks. German, mm. yeah. appropriate, wasn't it? Did He'd he quote fine, Bob Marley as well, which made me cringe a bit? Yes, Ooh. he said, every little ting's <laughs> going to be all right, is what he said. <gasps> that was a terrible That reminds one. me when my physics teacher once said, so you're able to get into the groove, as it were. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh. Every yeah. little ting's going to... He may horrible. as well have gone word up. Oh, horrible. Yeah. yeah, but I say, I, I, I do, I, you do find when you're there that you think, oh, I better. I remember dancing to, you know, that one love. Uh-huh. I danced to that, and they just kept playing the band, and I thought, I, I better not sit down, or people think I'm racist. I danced for about two hours, 40 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, I couldn't, I couldn't see. I'd gone, I'd gone blind. I couldn't breathe. And I thought, you know, I, gotta, I don't want to upset these people. I actually thought these people, which of course gave the game away. <laughs> Someone's the greatest. Oh, sorry. Someone's sorry. texted in. Someone's texted in six eight five saying Russell and Bromley desert boots. So a uh, bit jarred there, apparently. Oh, <laughs> oh are they? Oh. Do you remember I'll that? have to when, investigate. Oh. When people got stuff wrong, did you used to say a bit jarred there? No, no. Okay. <laughs> but I do. One thing I do like is um, one thing I've discovered from Prince Harry's trip has cheered me up. Is that there's a there's a charity called the uh, the Shaggy Makes a Difference <laughs> Foundation. That's good enough for me. <laughs> this is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. Frank, we've had some texts in. Oh, that's good. <laughs> hear my chair creaking? Yes, yeah. I can. Do they can hear that at home? Sounds like Jacob Marley's walked into the studio. <laughs> um, Frank, stop doing it now. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Uh, three, three, five. I like it when you tell Frank off. <laughs> that before. He's so acquiescent and sweet with me. He goes, okay. I, went, I wish uh, Prince Harry had been in uh, A Christmas Carol, dancing to Jacob Marley. Because <laughs> if he'd have said every little ting's going to be all right, I, oh. I think Scrooge would have found that very soothing. You think? Yeah. Mm. Ting! Humbug! <laughs> yeah, it would have been like that. See, that's the trouble. Carry on. Never been a fan of Bob Marley's music. I know you're not allowed to say it. I just don't like. I just don't like it. Some artists you don't. It used to be good, but it's been uh, ruined by white people. Mm. <laughs> um, anyway, they ruined it by liking it. <laughs> but so much music has been ruined for me by other people liking it. Oh, I have that about I Bob Dylan. Used to love, used to love Eminem. Yes. Oh, Eminem! I thought he was great, and then everybody liked him. I thought oh, I. I had that with um, he Five can't Star. Be great. Five Star. <laughs> yeah. Exactly the same with Five Star. Yeah. <laughs> Mm. I had it with five. No, I, I had it with uh, <laughs> I had it with four star. Everyone was using it. I switched to diesel. Yeah, 
You're running a diesel now these days, aren't you? I, I haven't got it yet. Oh, Com- it comes uh, comes end the next week. Oh. New car, new car update. <laughs> <laughs> Do carry on. Okay, so we've had a text in from three three five. Frank, what's the joke you told Frankie Boyle that made him laugh for a week? It's in his book. Now, this is something I've probably it's from Anthony, been at- by the way. Sorry, Frank. I've been asked several times this. What was the joke you told Frankie Boyle that made him laugh for a week? I have no idea. Oh, how weird. Um, yeah, so I, I don't know. Uh, but, I mean, you know, it's great news. That must plague you, though, not knowing which one. Well, I shudder to think, if it made Frankie Ball laugh for a week, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. it must be the darkest, <laughs> cruelest thing I've ever said in my life. There's a certain file of your jokes that you can go straight to <laughs> look exactly. through. Yeah. It's probably our best, I don't know. I'll probably think, did I really say that? Oh, my God. And then I'd have to get to confession and... Again... No, I don't know. I honestly don't know. Someone's texted saying, I bet Prince Harry uses a teapot. What could it be? Perhaps a crown. And other people have texted in pictures of their teapots and trivets, and I'm hoping that we can put them on the Absolute website. It's a nice thing to do. I'd like to have a look, because I can't see from this side of the desk, but that's Mm. absolutely The other thing I noticed about Prince Harry is uh, everyone's been talking about his chinos and his shoes, but I think he's one of these rich people that wears sort of fabric-y wristbands. he does. Yeah. When, when I say rich people that wear fabric wristbands, <laughs> for the list of Frank oh, put his no. arm And I have a theory about this. I think it's Harry might think that he uh, he's on a permanent, all-inclusive holiday. <laughs> I think that, that's that everything he wants, he just puts his arm, oh, I'm Prezari, and it, it just is. comes to him, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, I bet he sh- what he should do is... Should- always wear and access all areas laminate <laughs> <laughs> because he has he can do what he likes yeah totally it's a free pass the it? worst moment of the whole trip was apparently Bob Marley's widow said to him that he will one day see his mother again oh. I mean what a thing to bring up to the no, oh, no. she shouldn't yeah. have done that no she I've never liked her <laughs> um <laughs> Frank, we've had two emails what, in. What, Bob Marley's wife or Princess Diana? <laughs> <laughs> I won't have any criticism of our Queen of Hearts. No, I like Shy Die. Okay. No, no issue with Shy Die. Do you like Tie Die? <laughs> <laughs> I bet you don't. No, reminds me of shops in Camden Town. A bit like Bob Marley. Oh, yes. Um, See, I think of a papier mache figure with shades on over the top of those shops in Camden Town. Smell of mildew all the time. Oh, yeah, Awful. mildew. Uh, Mildew, I should say, is a local homeless man. Lives in Camden Town. (laughs) Jeff Mildew. Carry on. You can hear an email about a rocking horse, or you can hear an email about an Australian. No, I'm going to go rocking horse, as it's one of the great frustrations of my childhood that I dreamed of a rocking horse and never got one. Wow. Well, uh, we've had an email in, and uh, let me tell you, it's exciting news, Frank. Dear Frank, Emily and Alan... Bit of an odd email, but following your discussion about, about wanting a rocking horse, I had to write in. When I was young, my granddad made me a life-size rocking horse. I'm assuming that means oh. the size of a horse. How many hands? <laughs> <laughs> I think he just had the two. Oh, the, oh, the, I the horse. Yeah. Um, <laughs> brackets, he was a very skilled carpenter, close brackets. I like the burst. I think that, isn't that a quote from the New Testament? <laughs> Uh, which was in his house for his whole life. When he passed away a few years ago and we sold his house, I took the rocking horse here to mine. Since then, I've been trying to think of a way to give it a good purpose. And genuinely, if you'd like it to be... If you'd like it, I'd be happy for you to have it, Frank. It could also be lovely for your kid when they're born. 
It would be great. Oh, dare I put a newborn child on a full size? <laughs> on a fully side. supported. I think he's assuming that you would uh, keep health and safety well, in mind. We're thinking uh, face and hands peering over the top of a saddle bag. Yes. <laughs> with me in the saddle. How great, though. But he's then said it would be fantastic to observe the look on people's faces when I whip out the Frank Skinner has my granddad's rocking horse anecdote as well. Yeah, it's a, it's a so, one-off. <laughs> not so much an anecdote as a sentence, though. No, but um, it's, it's a head-turner. Yeah, he could die. on that. And then everyone, that, everyone will years, just say, is he worth meeting? <laughs> is he worth meeting? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's uh, a head-turner, as Linda Blair would say. Now, there is a sting in the tail of this email. Oh. Just need pick-up slash delivery money. Or you, or you could send someone here to Oxfordshire to get it. What? That no, would that's, be great. That, that's that's, that's You could fine. send your assistant, like well, your I've, Alan Partridge or something. I've actually, <laughs> in my... Delivery money? In my... In my, sub, in my Oxfordshire? No, that's fine. You get a free rocking horse, life-sized, one-off. Anyway, luckily, in my uh, subterranean garage... I have a, a rocking horse box. <laughs> Do you? Yeah. Made for this very purpose, on the off chance. <laughs> Some wooden hay at the maybe back. I could, maybe I could just ride it back. <laughs> <laughs> just giving it a nudge each time. But is it actually, is it like life-size, as in the size of a real fully grown horse? Oh, saves. Frank, that'd so be I amazing. Can't, that like, can't be right, can I it? Really like one of the greats, like Aldeniti. Like the one, yeah, like the one from the... Uh, Danger, danger, high voltage video. <laughs> Aren't they on a giant rocking horse? Have I made that up? I think they are. I'm prepared to say if you uh, if you do pay the money for a delivery van, I'll go and get it. I'll uh, I'll fetch it for you. If that's what oh, it can takes. I sit up front in the cabin? <laughs> TV documentaries have been made on less than this, haven't they? No, but I'm trying to remember now. Can the cockerel go and get the horse, or does <laughs> does that mean that the 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 fox eats the <laughs> eats the hay while you're away? It's it's very it's complicated. Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. What Frank, else? we've had a text in on 812.15 mm. from a sad posh person. Oh. Um, he feels he's being discriminated against. Right. It's from, his name is Gaston Devriant. Okay. He says, I have to say, I'm deeply hurt about this comment. After all, I presume he's talking about posh people and their colourful clothes when we're talking about Harry. After all, we are normal people with feelings, although we do hide them. We like mm -hmm. our pink V-neck jumpers and pink socks. We do send our children to Sandhurst. It is the thing to do, after all. Mm. We are a minority and we are being discriminated. Just joking. Of course we're a bit ridiculous and over the top, but it's all for a good laugh and we can take it on the chin with a smile. How lovely. Well, I should say I started this show today by condemning Nick Clegg's tycoon tax because I said it was millionaireist. Mm. Also, I regularly have a go at the lower orders and oh, the yeah. down at heel on this show. Uh... <laughs> I think there was a joke about someone, a homeless person in Camden being called Mildew <laughs> earlier. So I like to think I spread it around a bit. Gast Is it Gaston? Yes. It can't be Gaston. Isn't that, doesn't that mean waiter? No, that's Gaston, darling. Oh, sorry. Gaston. Exactly Careful. the sort of thing Gaston and I get irritated. Uh, sorry, right. sorry, sorry, Gaston. You saw the text messages when I got skillet and... Uh, oh, can you imagine? Can imagine. you imagine all the French people texting him? Yeah. I think he's right, though. I think it's very easy, isn't it, to have a go mm. at the posh people? Yeah, and and sometimes really good fun. Exactly. Let's, let's not deny <laughs> I think, that. I think he acknowledges that. I mean, some of them are so posh, it's near enough a disability. I saw a very posh woman trying to get into one of those uh, train toilets, you know, with the sliding oh, doors. Yeah. 
and she couldn't she kept pressing the wrong button and so the door of the train into the cabin kept opening but the toilet door kept remaining shut and she practically harumphed at one point she kind of (laughs) really she whinnied that's what she did um we've had a we've had another uh good email during the week actually um two more australian listeners hi frank emily and holly oops uh, we too listen to the show in Australia. Surprised to learn it's a breakfast show, as my husband Rob and I listen to it every night to laugh ourselves to sleep. We usually miss a great deal of it and have to work out the next night at which point we slipped into unconsciousness and then listen from that point again. The two podcasts usually last us all week. Before you, we listen to The Archers. Now that I really like. The mm. end. What are they called? Uh, they're called Sarah. Yes. Iagland. Sarah. That's her surname. What's her, what's her husband called? It's not called Iagland. You just said, didn't you just say his name? Uh, Rob. Okay. Oh. Sarah. Rob. Sarah and Rob, wake up! <laughs> wake up! You know, if you don't wake up, you'll miss the next track. <laughs> wake up! I think that that's probably did it, didn't it? Mm. This is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. Now, Frank, it was quite a big week for football, I would say. Well, actually, for our friendship. I can't believe Emily actually, uh, she (laughs) actually texted me about football this week, something that has never I sent him a footy text. I said, yay baggies. A footy text? (laughs) Yay baggies. Yay baggies. (laughs) Did you like it, Frank? It was, yes, I did, and I enjoyed it very much. What happened, for those of you not interested in football, is I support a team called West Bromwich Albion from the Midlands... And they beat um, Chelsea, who you mm. will have heard of. Mm. Uh, and so it was it was a big deal, exciting and mm. all that. And I had, uh, in, in, interestingly, in that game, um, uh, there's a thing called the technical area. Mm. Do you know what that is, Em? Mm. Yes, I do. I'm using you as my It's name. where the gaffer's not allowed to... shouldn't really step out of that Yeah, box. so outside where the managers sit, there's a little mm. box at the, marked on the grass that they're not allowed to, to mm. go out of. So the the manager of Chelsea, this is uh, slightly out of date now, but he yeah. was called Andre Villas Boas, yeah, AVB, he's known as. He was he was completely ignoring the the technical area. He oh, just no, standing. He? he was standing way outside. Now they have a man called the fourth official, right? It was a refer- a sort of referee having a day off, <laughs> and all he has to do is sit near the managers and say, uh, um, "Can you not?" And he has to he holds up the board with the things on the times on and all that it's, mm. it's really is the easiest job and that this guy called mr peter walton who is a, a referee normally he was there. his name <laughs> yeah well i looked him up because he was he was so rubbish i looked him up on the team sheet really and he was just letting the manager so i um i did this thing you know when you put you, you cop two hands over your mouth to make a sort of megaphone i've never worked out whether it works or not and i started going <laughs> The fourth official, Mr. Peter Walton, you are completely neglecting your responsibilities. <laughs> and he started to look round in a I kind of a, what's going oh. on. And I'm, very much, I'm only sitting about 12 rows back from the dugout. And, uh, I like that you said it like the fall. Yeah, I, I sort of felt like some massive responsibility that this needed to... 
Your fear of the Chelsea manager is allowing him to completely flout the rules. And it was, it, he was looking around. Did you shout that? that yeah. Sort of thing. I was wow. shouting in great detail. It sound like the fall. <laughs> yeah, everything, everything I shout sounds like the fall. He still wasn't doing anything about it. And then other people started joining in. Really? Not quite in such a formal manner. What, in agreement or saying shut up? No, completely in agreement. Oh, because, good. Yeah. And, um... <laughs> you are neglecting your duties. It was. It was all stuff like that. It was. It was. Some, it was like being what they really mean by a social commentator. When you <laughs> actually commentate on something just going on. <laughs> you've got to be careful where you do it. You're all right with the football referee. Yeah. Well, I think you have to be careful just generally because you don't want to be a loud voice from the crowd at football sometimes. No. Because some of those people are idiots. Aren't yes. They? Did you not feel that you were on? I know you were. You you, you were in the right, and you know you were. But did you not feel like, oh, I could get drunk on this and uh, and really end up that guy? Send him back! I once watched Huddersfield and they'd just signed a player who now plays in the Premier League. Huh? And uh, he was brilliant. Got man of the match. But there was a bloke sat two rows in front of me all the way through going, he's rubbish! Send him back! Send him back! Like he knew what the game was. Yeah. And, I know. No, I didn't want to be one of those. But that. this, this, this I felt, was a bit different. And also, the fourth official is there to be... Um, Harangued. Yeah, he's harangued by <laughs> yes. the managers. That's I'm very job. proud of you, actually, Frank. I've always said that fourth official is basically one of, like one of those scratching posts you get for your cat. <laughs> <laughs> so the managers, rather than uh, shouting at the proper referee, can just shout and abuse him. Like a firewall or something. But I, yeah, but I wasn't abusing him. I was saying it in very cold and formal terms. <laughs> but that thing about people shouting out... I remember a bloke next to us started to shout out something... About a player mm. being too negative, and he he made the big mistake of make, making a loud public statement before he decided what he was going, going to say. <laughs> and uh, he shouted at this player, and, and uh, he said, oh, "Bradley, Bradley!" He shouted at this place. You're you're about as positive as a <laughs> as a negative <laughs> earth. <laughs> this is Frank Skinner. I should point out, by the way, in the interest of traditionalism, that Mr Peter Walton is from Long Buckby mm. in Northamptonshire. And I always think uh, referees generally come from places with two names. Right. Just yeah. to hammer home the fact that they were probably the kid who wet themselves at school. <laughs> so if they came from somewhere like Leeds, they sound sort of cosmopolitan and sophisticated, but they always come from places like... Longbuck. I'm sure Longbuck is lovely, but do you know what I mean? A bit more Saffron down home. Walden. Saffron Walden, mm. they might come yeah. from at Merthyr Tidville. <laughs> Milton Keynes. Yeah, all that. that <laughs> they, yeah. Go right through. Them. Milton Keynes might be too big for them. Mm. Bishop Stortford. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is. Maybe if you live in like a small, picturesque town, you think, oh, I'd love a job that involved a flag. <laughs> I could be wrong. Frank, we've had a text in from Paul. Oh, we were Paul. talking about well, what that alien that, from the movie. <laughs> no. Oh. no, we were talking about your soon-to-be uh, your rocking horse, which oh, has yes. been offered up. If you can uh, pay for the delivery costs, um, I, I'm happy with it. That's still a bargain. I don't know why you're so touchy about it. Okay, don't put him off. <laughs> Paul says, Frank, me and my granddad once put a lawnmower engine on the back of a rocking horse. We ran it down the street, <laughs> but it didn't end well as I broke my leg. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love that irresponsible grandfather. Yeah, That's something so, out of the Beano. What am I supposed to draw from this? Oh, I'll do that then. 
I like the cheeriness with which it starts <laughs> and the pain with which it ends in the space of a short sentence. It's great. Mm. <laughs> it's You'd good. like Samuel Beckett. It <laughs> is indeed. Um, uh, we've had another uh, email in during the week, actually, Frank. Uh, it's a uh, high gang. When Frank says, if uh, the good Lord is willing and the creeks don't rise at the end of the show, I always say it with him, oh, which is quite ironic at the moment, as the creeks have risen and 75% of NSW, New South Wales, is in flood, oh, which dear. is about the size of France. That's a big old flood. That is it? a big flood, yeah. And that's from Amanda Taunton. Well, um, okay. So there. Well, I better be careful what I say. Well, look, anyway, Not The Weekend podcast is available to download from Wednesday. I said that in a sort of a jaunty mm. You said it fast as if you were trying to uh, beat the timing on, like, a voiceover. Advert. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I thought there was a hint of the Dalek teapot about it as well. <laughs> uh, Mark Crossley is next. And uh, if the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise anymore, Amanda, <laughs> uh, we'll be back this time next week. I love you all. Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio.